0: hello to all the beautiful black parents listening today you know what sometimes you need a parent a parent to tell you yes yes you can take a break yes good parenting is caring for yourself please take a nap yes you can leave that half clean space alone and talk or laugh about something goofy with your kids enjoy the process of parenting your children without comparing your childhood to theirs because well this one belongs to them be together or separate while respecting the boundaries of each other my name is tyra blanks i am a mom with almost 30 years of experience parenting seven wonderful human beings welcome to black joy parenting Today's topic, Vulnerabilities Part 2. I don't remember when it happened, but one day, I experienced a small ache in my chest. And the ache, it whispered with a quiet, shaky voice. I am afraid. I am afraid my kid will leave and never return to talk to me again. It was a sadness a loss I could not explain, but didn't want to experience. But the ache, it stayed, which I now understand as the fear of letting go. Until one day, one of my adult children left home and stopped responding. No response to messages, no response to phone calls. I was heartbroken, confused. We didn't have a disagreement or anything. Did I do this? Did I not do that? What did I do? As the days went on, I began to blame myself and I would look back and try to understand what I had done. Did I lack giving them love? Attention? Did I say the wrong things when they needed me the most? Was I too critical? Then I put on mental boxing gloves to fight myself because I remembered the teen years. Oh, yeah, the teenage years. That time when they're growing. No longer small little kids and the friends. Friends, they become such a big part of their lives. The words they say carry a lot of weight. But the truth was much more painful. I knew that the next time I saw them, that the relationship, it was gonna be different. And that caused more fear to grip me, fear of the unknown. Then came the uncomfortable questions from friends and family. How's your kid doing? Are they still pursuing that particular career? Inside, I was welling up with tears because I didn't have an answer to give. I didn't want to tell the truth because, well, that would open up more more questions. Questions that I was not ready to answer and frankly, not strong enough to discuss. Then it was, how's the family going to view me as a parent? And I don't even know where my kid is. Well, they think my kid ran away from me what is everybody thinking about this with the answers that I can only muster up to give them? Y'all know the pressure. One day, I got a notification that my child was doing something big. I found a way to see them. I needed to put eyes on them and I needed to wrap my arms around them. And I was able to do just that and I actually got quite a few hugs. Once we got past the nervousness, On both ends because we hadn't seen each other in over a year and hadn't spoken to each other for more than a year. We picked up where we left off. It was a joyous time full of laughter and a lot of catching up. Invitation. I have learned that the relationship between a child and a parent is fragile. You see when we bring them home and we spend time raising and caring for them it's always on our terms you know you control the living situation you control the food the clothes entertainment your religious choice when they become teenagers they begin to practice making decisions for themselves and sometimes as parents we don't agree with their decisions and we'll attempt to control them with you know my house, my rules. If you don't like it, you can leave. You know, planting fresh seeds of the you that you are becoming is not welcome here. I know this isn't what we mean. Maybe we do. We just want them to behave and speak the way we want them to, to believe what we believe. But when they leave home for school or on their own, you are not an automatic member of their new circle. You will always be mom or dad but it will be different. I know sometimes they might even call or mostly text and they'll ask for a little bit of assistance here and there but that phone it rarely rings and we rarely receive a message. Your shiny new adult must invite you into their lives in their own time This new relationship comes with different rules, rules that they control. They control how and where they live, how they eat, dress, and enjoy life, down to their spiritual and religious practices. It's their party, and you must have an invitation to be a part of it. It can be a difficult time waiting for the invite, but even harder to accept that your child doesn't fit the mold you expected them to slide out of. The invitation, though, it's a two-part process. See, they invite you, but your RSVP, it comes with an understanding that you no longer get to control their lives, tell them how to spend their money, and you don't have a say about their personal life unless they ask for your advice. If you're not ready, you can accept. Pending a parental shift. Switching from parenting small children to parenting adults is not easy. I remember taking one of my teenagers to the doctor's office and being told that my child had to complete and sign a HIPAA release form giving me access to be in the room. I was not allowed to make an appointment on her behalf or ask about test results without the release form being filled out by them and signed. They were still in high school But because they were 18, I was limited. And these forms, they now have to be filled out yearly. A parental shift involves talking to other parents of adult children or those that have children that are older than yours. Asking questions. Not a lot. Observing. Eat from the raven. Take what you need and leave the rest. Sometimes. It involves you seeking a therapist for yourself to let go of the unhealthy ownership of your child. You know, they're human. They're not a thing, TV or a pillow. Yes, they are yours, but you will survive if they have to leave, their, leave you and live their lives on their own terms. Think back to when you became an adult. What did you want from your parents? Was it mental space? space to think excitement to create your own rules make your own decisions freedom you do know that eventually our children are going to want these things themselves right conversations i made a life-altering decision at the age of 17 that was not popular many of the adults in my life they called with plenty of warnings gave their opinions and I listened respectfully. No one understood or thought about my choices or me. After high school graduation and as a freshly minted adult, I chose what information I shared with older adults and how often I communicated with them. This also included my parents. The question then is, when does adult relationships with our children begin? I'm glad you asked. They start to develop when your child begins asking questions about people and the world. In some cases, eh, around middle school, puberty begins to peek its head. Friends and family begin making comments about how much they're changing their physical appearances. Some of the responsibilities at home, they might be changing. You might be allowing them to do a few more things that you didn't realize you were. The communication, it should be changing. Their opinions are important and they should be allowed to express those opinions. And I know we hear things about being disrespected because a kid expresses a point of view about something that they're experiencing, seen or heard. It is not disrespectful to express the opinion. However, it is disrespectful to disregard their thoughts and their opinions. We must change the way we talk to our black children, especially during the teenager years. They are no longer your baby doll to dress up, your best friend, your crawling baby. Your biggest fear, it can happen regardless of what you do. Beautiful black parents. We're not trying to make friends. But this particular time, these years of development, it's about building a higher level of trust and not the kind where they tell you everything. Because at this point, they don't need to tell you everything. And it helps the relationship if they don't. Chores, cleaning up their rooms, washing the dishes, all these things still need to be done. But the world won't stop turning if it's not done. However, a broken promise, a secret that they told you shared, or harsh words used out of anger, this will destroy the trust. And that trust, it will carry into your child's adulthood. I know many black adults that still remember harsh words and secrets, personal things that was shared with others by a parent and they remember it like it was yesterday even though it was 30 years ago. These events dictate how they communicate. It dictates how they you know, express themselves in their relationships. Do you remember the time trust was broken with your parent? How did it make you feel? How long before you trusted the parent again? Relax. Beautiful black parents, relax. It will be okay. If you have teenagers right now, it's a good time to start practicing fresh parental skills. Turning off your judgment meter is a great start. You don't like basketball shorts and you don't like leggings. Okay. You believe they're unprofessional. All right. But this is your choice. It is a standard. It is something that you choose to live by instead of telling them what choices they should make offer them options it helps them problem solve on their own when they make a less than perfect choice you're there to help them accept the consequences because they will make many mistakes and must learn how to cope with them in a mentally healthy way no matter what happens I always ask my kids what they learned from the outcome because black excellence, it has many forms that are not all directly connected to success, but just loving the skin we're in and learning to hold ourselves accountable for the choices that we make good, bad or challenging. And teaching our children to be perfect, it can rob us of joy and keep them from learning how to accept disappointment and expressing their emotions in a healthy manner. One day I was speaking with one of my children during our weekly call. They were sad, feeling like they were letting us down because they were struggling. I quickly let them know, you should be proud of the work that you are doing. And only you will suffer the consequences for the decisions you make for you. Suffering doesn't have to be hunger or pain. Suffering can be joy, overwhelming joy, difficulty frowning from how proud you are of the work that you've done. This is also a time for you to practice biting your tongue. Parent. No need for that decision was better. I told you so. You should have done it this way or just plain ignoring them because you are busy problem solving their situation for them. Y'all know what we do. Spend time removing yourself from the equation so that they can learn to be proud of themselves and then repeat it again. When my child left, I had all these emotions and heart struggles that were all about me. I didn't worry too much about whether they were alive. I was confident that my child had a toolbox full of skills to not only survive, but achieve their goals. Because this kid is resourceful and freely walks by faith. I just missed them so much. And guess what? That is okay to say. You miss your kid without feeling like. You have to prove that you're a good parent and prove that you've done all the right things and this is just some unfortunate thing that happened. You miss them. Relax and trust that you have made meaningful deposits into your children and planted healthy seeds, teaching them life skills that are connected to caring for themselves. Just trust. Acknowledging our vulnerabilities, are the core of Black Joy Parenting. Adulthood is coming for all of our Black children. We can't stop it. We can't press the pause button. We can't even control the path our adult children take in life. And we shouldn't try because it's their life, not ours. If you choose to do this, you're doing this as a benefit to yourself and not theirs. Now, it is okay for your children to ask you for advice, and I hope that they do, but they must also learn to make decisions for themselves and do things in a way that works best for them. If they're not asking for your advice, it may be a signal for you. Sadly, they may have decided to seek advice or counsel somewhere else, or they may be bottling all these things up on the inside and not speaking to anyone think of all the ways we put on a pair of gym shoes some put on one sock then one shoe and then they tie it up and then they repeat on the other foot some people they put both socks on then they put on both shoes and then they tie both shoes. Some put on the socks and just slide their feet right onto the shoe with the same tie that they put in weeks ago. Which one of these is better? Which one of these options do you think would be the better way to put on a pair of gym shoes? Neither one of them. After a while, each person is wearing a pair of tied up gym shoes. Don't stress about the method. It's done. Let it go. One of my kids decided to work in a different industry for the summer. They were warned by others, strongly encouraged to do something else by sharing their own horror stories and experiences. But my child went ahead and worked the job anyway. They learned quickly that this was not the place they wanted to be. But they also practiced holding themselves accountable for their actions by staying until the end of the summer, even though they wanted to quit. And on occasion, spoken to out of pocket by a manager. The summer job also taught them new customer service skills. And it created a space for them, you know, to share some of their silly jokes and random quizzes with people. If they had made a decision based only on unsolicited advice of others, they would have missed the opportunity to learn and also get pics with random customers. Now they know this industry is not for them based on their experience. And I made sure to keep a safe space for them to vent about the job on the way to work and back home. I knew this was a bad fit for them, but they had to figure it out for themselves. I didn't try to discourage, but I did share a lot of my first-hand challenges, but also some of the fun times in that industry. Beautiful black parents, we must begin the process of letting go of the controller. You know, we push up and they jump. We toggle forward and they go in the direction we want them to go. When we don't like a different perspective from our kids, we speak words of fear. These words of fear are designed to force them back into our belief systems. Fight, and sometimes threaten their shelter and safety. Yes, when you threaten a teenager and say things like, if you don't like it here, you can leave or get out, you are basically telling them to change who they are becoming, change their opinions about what their fresh eyes are seeing in the world. When I was a kid, a lot of seasoned adults would say things like, keep living. You'll find out. You think you know everything. You ain't been through nothing. Child, you don't know anything. Well, I got news for y'all out there. Those things are outdated and no longer relevant. My zillennial children have lived through two recessions, 9-11, the pandemic, and viewed footage of many senseless deaths of Black youth. These events in our history They have affected our Black children too, not just us. They have grown up in a world of uncertainty, so much different than the one that we grew up in. But they also have had access to some of the best Black entertainment and representation unlike many of our experiences. They have more information to make decisions, more representation to dream bigger, And different ideas about what success means to them. Our voices. They're competing with the world. They exist in. So we must change our communication. To help them grow into adults. That are capable of functioning on their own. And in their world. Lastly. If you are feeling that ache in your chest. It's time for a parental shift. Some of us. We've stayed in this telling phase for far too long and need to transition. It's good to spend time with parents to have children in your age group. Good time to talk about things that are going on. Maybe learn something new, something different. And your child gets to play with someone in their age group. But you need to spend a little time looking ahead to parents with older children. I know. I wish we could keep our babies young and small forever but that's just not realistic. All the things you want to keep from them, they're everywhere. Teach them how to problem solve and think critically by allowing them to think for themselves, figure out better ways to handle situations. We do this by giving them more options and less outdated opinions so they can decide on the best route. Don't worry if they make unpopular choices. You should be there to help them learn from their mistakes and their successes. We can't predict how our parent-adult-child relationships will turn out, but we can create a bridge for them to cross when they are ready to invite us into their adult lives. This is Tyra Blanks, and thank you for listening to Black Joy Parenting.